Listening to PetLifeRadio.com. You've had a long day at work, and you can't wait to just get home, take off your shoes, plop yourself down in your favorite chair, and relax. Ah. You walk up to your tranquil residential home and your neatly manicured lawn in your quiet suburban neighborhood, put the key in the lock, open the door, and. Yes, the pets have gone wild! What were you thinking? Welcome to the show about everything you always wanted to know about exotic pets. Where to get them, what to feed them, and how to care for them. You'll even find out why some people live with a monkey. Now, here's your host, exotic pet expert and author, Bob Tart. Hey, Bob, what were you thinking? Pet Life Radio, people. Hi, here we are. We are in the parking lot, Bob Tart and book character Bill Holm of Briskets to Go in Oregon, Ohio, bringing you the best in beef brisket. Just call Briskets to Go, and they are letting us, well, actually, they don't know we're here. We're just hiding in the parking lot in the pouring rain. Hi, Bill. What? Book character Bill Holm and I are here for our fabulous yearly McGee Marsh Extravaganza show, and this is our Featherbrain McGee Marsh show, kicking off the very beginning of the book launch of my brand new birding book, Featherbrain. Hi, Bill. Hi, Al. Bob may be a little too shy to talk about his book himself, so I think it's important that I say a few words about it. That really, it's the best book Bob has ever written, and it could be the best pet memoir ever written. Really? Well, first of all, that's sort of faint praise saying it's the best book I've ever written. True. And second of all, which pets were you referring to? (laughs) Since it's about wild birds and birding. I guess I haven't really read the book yet. No, but we do have an endorsement. There is a blurb on the back cover of Featherbrained from Mark Obamchik, who wrote The Big Year, which is probably the best-selling birding book that is not a field guide in the world. So he wrote a blurb and he called it, quote, lovely memoir, end quote. He said more, but that was really the only thing that really... Did he say what was lovely about it? So we're here for the warbler migration. I think it was probably the cover photo taken by... Book character Bill Holm took the cover photo, and it was funny because it's a photo of me with a Baltimore Oriole on my head, feather (laughs) brain. And Bill, what are the odds of that bird landing on my head while you were taking my picture? Well, they increased when I did my special bird call with the special bird attracting fluid. Right, and that's a good story in the book, too. It's in the book. That's a good story. And book character Bill Holm is in feather brain a lot. Yeah. Oh, yes. Not enough. But much more than the other books, which is why it's the best book Bob has ever written. Thank you. And the uh, it's a book about birding. The subtitle is My Bumbling Quest to Become a Birder and Find a Rare Bird on My Own. It's a fine blurb. I haven't read the blurb, but now that you talk about it, it sounds like a pretty good blurb. It is a good blurb. So we are here for, I can't believe it's been a whole year since you and I have done a show together. Really? A whole year? Yeah, I can't believe it. And you know, listeners to Pet Life Radio know that I do one podcast a year. And I got to tell you, I think maybe I need to slow down a little bit. Because I don't know if I can keep up this pace for much longer. And you can hear it in your voice. It's sounding a little hoarse, a little strained. I am a little strained, but uh, we're going to push ahead. It's been a very rainy day so far, hasn't it? It's been intermittent rain, if you, if you want to call that a rainy day. 
at one point, the rain was so bad, I'm glad that we had uh, a GPS going because uh, you couldn't see in front of you at all, right? Not a bit. Nope. So the only way we were able to proceed is that Bill just kept his eye on the GPS and he was just steering to keep the little car on the little road and we made it. Technology is incredible. Yeah, yeah. And it's a good thing, though, we had a background in this in a way because when we were growing up, Bill and I, if there wasn't anything on the two TV channels in town, we would go down to the county fair to the Penny Arcade, and we would play that racing game. It was, what, three games for nickel? <laughs> yeah, that was that was great fun. I agree that I don't think I could have done it if not for that. No, you had there was just a steering wheel, and you had to keep the Indy car on the road. Mm-hmm. And you were you were the best at that. You won a Cupid doll. I did, yes. And I gave it to a little cutie. Yeah, I was going to say, well, we won't talk too much about the Cupid doll that you won. Uh, so anyway, I figured there was a 50-50 chance of it being really rainy today because that's what Magic8BallWeather.com told me. Mm-hmm. And rain all day today and rain all day tomorrow. So uh, that's what Magic 8 Ball Weather said. What else did it say? It said, outcome uncertain, ask again. Mm-hmm. I thought it might have said forecast cloudy. Oh, oh, magic eight ball. Yes. So I packed a raincoat. We ate a a lunch that has sort of affected my thinking. Yes. You're a little sharp, pretty sharp and fast. Pretty fast reaction. (laughs) Here, let's, uh, let me point to something. Uh, We'll get to a little later just to, uh, oh man, just remember that. Remember that. Just so our audience understands what's going on here, mm-hmm. because this this is not video yet, but I understand that that's a possibility. Yes. I hear Chipping uh, Sparrow, by the way, but go ahead. Yeah, I, I heard something like that, too. But to tell you the truth, sometimes we rehearse particularly mm-hmm. important moments in the podcast that we right. don't have to be exactly right, uh-huh. especially in this one, because, frankly, I want it to be the best one we've ever done. Right. So some- in honor of your new book, Featherbrained, Available from the University of Michigan Press. University of Michigan Press, I didn't mention that. This is published by an academic press. Yes, and there is so much academic knowledge and stuff like that in the book, I understand. Mm -hmm. I mean, I haven't read it, Mm -hmm. but I understand that that one can learn a lot. Yes. From reading Featherbrained. Mm -hmm. Yes, and any success it achieves will be purely academic. (laughs) But the point is that there's a lot and of tips from birders. There's many birders mentioned and quoted in Featherbrain. There, there, uh, yes, I've heard, I've read a few reviews. Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't read them. No. I Did you read the parts of the book that you're in? Go to bobtart.com. I'm waiting for the Kindle edition yes, to come out uh, yes, because I want to search for Bill and see what comes up. Right. And just read those parts. Good idea. But the point is that since we want it to be the best one, that we do rehearse, and I've had trouble with the hilarity that's to come, and I'm a little nervous about it, and I just want to do that as kind of a teaser. I appreciate that. And, you know, we do occasionally rehearse parts of our podcast. Other times we just do it completely cold without any rehearsal, and we do that when we want it done right. (laughs) Well, yeah. So with all the rain coming, I I packed a raincoat this time. You did. And, you know, the last time I wore a rubber coat, though, was when I battled Catwoman. So... Catwoman? Yes. It's the last time I wore a a rubber coat. I also had Uh a a hood with ears on it. Did you really? I did. I did. So... um, Where did you live? And also... um, 
I packed an extra pair of pants. Oh. Because <laughs> it's so rainy. Uh-huh. It's so rainy because I don't want to get soaked because a couple years ago I got soaked and I was birding at McGee Marsh without pants and it led to a terrible misunderstanding and I don't want that to happen again. A misunderstanding? Yes, we don't want to go into it. The law was involved and uh, it, was, hmm. it was ugly. Hmm. It was ugly. I'm, well, yes. I brought some filthy shoes too uh-huh. because of the weather conditions so I brought a pair of filthy shoes with me, and I also bought some shoes with me for walking in the rain in the mud. <laughs> I see. That's what you I call see. the old switcheroo. That uh-huh. gag is a That's switcheroo. That's a good one. Boy, it had me. It took me by surprise. Yeah, you see a lot I of... thought the misunderstanding one needed a little more payoff, frankly. But well, that one was right on. Well, the misunderstanding could be a switcheroo that's coming later. There's a lot of switcheroos in my new book, Featherbrain. Well, it's true. Although it's... that's more bait and switch, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so it's going to be a little bit gloomy while we're taking bird pictures. While I'm taking bird pictures. So, well, I, we're always gloomy taking bird pictures. We are. So I brought a little gizmo. I haven't tried before to help me. I see. Like, what was that? Let me let me take a look at that. Wow. I don't even know what that is. Let me turn it on. I seem to be struggling with it a little there, bit. There, and um, it's a flash. It is? It's a flash. And I brought that because I've taken a few bird pictures with the flash. And I want to point out, though, that I've dialed down the power because we don't want to do anything that would disrupt the birds. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to show you that this is not a very strong... <laughs> Wait a minute. He's strong flash. Yeah. So I'm going to flash it. What are you going to do? I'm going to flash it. So I'm just going to prepare. And you'll see that this will not hurt our feathered friends at all. Okay? You ready? Uh Here it comes. Ah! Where'd you go? Okay, I can't see my notes now. I don't think it'll bother Bill. Bill. Oh. Just having a little... Just having a little fun with the That fl- blew me right out of the car. No kidding. Whoa. Okay, I better turn it off. Maybe I better dial it down a little more. Ooh. So that's going to be the experiment, and we will share with our listeners how well this taking flash photos with my uh, brand new flash attachment works at McGee Marsh. I saw pictures, I saw people taking pictures of a prothonotary warbler a few years ago with flashes. So I did, too. That was one of the most amazing moments at McGee Marsh, when the little bird perched on this sort of little scraggly tree at the top, and all the birders rushed around it like little fangirls and taking these flashes. It was like a little celebrity up there posing for photos on the runway. And it, what's really interesting about that, too, is that that's a story that's told in um, Featherbrain. And I also, think I might have told it on the previous podcast as well. And also, you were waiting for a tie-in with the forgetting to uh, wear pants while I was birding episode. Oh. And that kind of ties in with what I just showed you, which was flashing. <laughs> oh, I get yeah. I see. Boy, so, that was worth it. Worth that that the was trip. worth it. Yeah. And speaking of worth the trip, what we're going to do a little while, too, and this was a popular feature last time, and that is guess the recording artist. Oh. Because last time around, I stumped Bill because I played a recording by the famous Welsh vocalist Richard Harris. In Camelot. Camelot. That's how conditions. And I remember you thought it was the French vocalist Anthony Newley. (laughs) 
<laughs> I did. I was embarrassed when I found out the real answer. So this time around, I'm not going to do it yet. We're going to do it a little later. But I'm going to play a baffling track for you that is not characteristic of this artist. And I'm not going to tell you anything about the artist. I'm just going to tell you one thing about the mystery artist. You're going to have to wait until you hear the track. But the mystery artist is not an artist that in the past I've ever expressed any interest in. Okay? Oh, Jerry Garcia. Well, did you look? Did you see the CDs I brought? No, no. I, I just had a sort of, I think that flash kind of... Well, that's amazing. Like striking my, being struck by lightning how in my you, brain. How'd you get it from one hint? Well, it was a dead giveaway. Oh! <laughs> well, that was worth a climb, wasn't it? Yep, and that was the joke that I was referring to earlier that had been so difficult for me. And I did a pretty good job, I you think. You did. You did. Well, we're just about at the break. And so I think when we do part two later, we can talk about the simulcast that we're going to be doing on a radio station. And um, also, I ju- we, I'd like to leave it at this that I do hope we're not mobbed at McGee Marsh because of Featherbrained. It, ha- it's ha- it happened last year. It did. And it's going to be even worse this year. Yeah, remember what happened last year where um, three young ladies recognized me. Yes, they did. And uh, I was quite a hit. You certainly were. I mean, they were gathered around you, and you were charming them. I was standing off to the side, observing. I was saying, well, by God, the power of celebrity. And this year, Bill, your picture is in Featherbrained. It is? Yes, your photo is in Featherbrained, my new book from the University of Michigan Press. And so I think we are both in danger of being mobbed like an owl by crows at a nest. Are there other photos in the book? There are, Bill. There is a photo for every chapter of the book, and then a couple left over. Where do they go? They just fall out. (laughs) So open the book carefully. So we'll be back after we have dodged some raindrops in our yearly podcast from McGee Marsh. And we are headed there now, and we'll let you know how it is. You're listening to Pat Life Radio. This is What Were You Thinking with Bob Tart and... Bill Home. The radar says that we might actually get some burden in today. Okay, let's go. Let's start her up and let's head out. All right, here we go. What Were You Thinking? We'll be right back after Bob gets the ducks out of his living room. Don't go away. You know that feeling when you go to clean the litter box and it's a complete disaster? Yeah. We've got you covered. Introducing World's Best Cat Litter Zero Mess, the advanced litter that gives you two times better clumping and more odor control with less litter. Zero Mess combines the concentrated power of corn with super-absorbent plant fibers. Translation, scoop once and you're done. Find it at a pet store near you and save $2. Visit www.saveonworldsbest.com. Everything we tried failed except the Dynavite. The standard run-of-the-mill tests and treatments. Cortisone. Antihistamine. Multiple creams. Antibiotics. Spray. Multiple prescriptions. Steroid injections. Spray. Sharp antibiotics. Steroid cream. No results. It was neglect. The other owners didn't care enough about him to take care of him and to give him the nutrition he needed. A nutritional supplement like Dynavite. To be the healthy, happy dog he is today. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. Put some nutrition in your dog. The vet that I trust recommended Dynavite. The dog I have today, because of Dynavite, has a sparkle in his eye, a lush coat, healthy skin. When you rescue a dog... 
You've got to feed them right for life. Dynavite will make your dog a happy dog. Dynavite is nutrition. Dynavite for life. 859 428 1000. 859 428 1000. D I N O V I T E dot com. Hi, I'm Dana Humphrey, the founder of Whitegate PR. We have been specializing in marketing in the pet industry for over 10 years. If you have a pet product or service you would like to promote, give us a call. We can help create awareness for your brand on TV, radio, magazines, newspapers, and blogs. Feel free to reach me directly at 619-414-9307 or learn more on our website at whitegatepr.com or follow us on Facebook. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, ducks are in the pond, rabbits in his hutch, and monkeys. Oh, in my car! Oh, okay, well, I go check my insurance policy. We'll turn you back over to Bob. Hi, we're back. You are listening to What Were You Thinking with Bob Tart, author of Enslave and all those other books, and his newest book, Featherbrain, published by University of Michigan Press, and starring me, book character Bill Holm, star of Stage, Screen, and Featherbrained. All right. So we went, uh, I have an exciting announcement to make about our podcast. But before I get to that, you'll be more excited to hear about our birding and how it went at McGee Marsh. It did not go quite as we anticipated, did it, Bill? No, and I certainly hope that our excitement about it is conveyed through the audio medium. <laughs> I think it's coming through. I think your excitement level is palpable. I, I can feel it. I can feel it. I'm getting palpitations just listening <laughs> to you. So would you, would you like to describe what we ran into at McGee Marsh? High winds. Very high winds. Cold temperatures. Very cold temperatures. And uh, very few people. Very few people. But that worked out for the best because the real good birders were, didn't bother to show up. So it was just us. People but, uh, like us. People like us and, uh, you know, people just hanging around. They were, they were fairly friendly and affable and willing to talk and, and say, hello, how are you? And it was nice because I would see some bird, I didn't know what it was, and so, uh, or maybe had a question about it, and I'd go and ask somebody, they didn't know either. (laughs) 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 And isn't life like that sometimes? (sighs) So it was very cold. I, um, it's the wind off the lake. It is. It is. The wind off put in bay. Yeah. And it was reaching us all the way, because we're right now in Port Clinton. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, it reached us all the way from, I guess it took a little detour into uh, Lake Erie just north of where we were in McGee Marsh. Maybe it blew in off the estuary. The wind? Yes. The wind itself blows. It does. And we shall have snow. And it was cold. It was cold. I had to put on my rubber jacket and I looked around us for Catwoman, but I didn't see her. Mm-hmm. I saw a cat bird. It we saw have, many cat birds. Might have been birds. a female. But it's hard to tell, isn't it, the, the male from the female cat bird? It is, even in North Carolina. <laughs> and despite the fact that... See, here here was a problem that... Now, I'm glad I wasn't mobbed, because we were talking about how last year those uh, three lady birders made quite the fuss over me, and I was, oh, they, I was I a just, little bit embarrassed. 
Oh, I, I understandably so. I stood back and just let you just drink in all the adulation. And I looked on and said, now I want to be like that someday. That's right. The sweet, sweet mead of adulation I drunk in. <laughs> and uh, so this year I thought, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This I'm going to give away a copy of Featherbrained to the 90th person who recognized me. Really? That's what I decided to the 90th, in honor of my upcoming 90th birthday. But there weren't even 90 people total on the boardwalk, do you think? I was going to make that very same point, mm -hmm. that there probably weren't 90 people on the boardwalk. Nope, I counted 89. Mm -hmm. Well, I only counted 87. Okay, all right, well, I counted you us. Oh, <laughs> and then that brought oh, us up I, I was hoping you'd be number 90 and then I wouldn't have to give any books away. <laughs> but despite the fact that uh, it was so such slim pickings and Earl Scruggs, we still managed to see eight warbler species and I hoid another one, the common yellowthroat. Witchity, witchity, witchity. The common yellowthroat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think the first part of our podcast was really good. I do, too. Yeah. yeah I, you know, the whole thing can't be the best ever. Well, just you wait. Okay. Because I have a story in a minute. But Oh, you do? Yeah. But, what, but anyway, then after, because this is our uh, McGee Marsh birding podcast and remember where we still have a little more of that info because we've only burned up four minutes really it, see, those, it really seems like about 12 yeah i know those four minutes only about two have been about <laughs> mcgee marsh so after that we did not go on the estrogen trail because it was so windy it was very windy. i only had one it was rubber an unpredictable wind i only had one rubber jacket and if i would have had to go on the estrogen trail it was so cold and so disorienting i would have been ready for a rubber room <laughs> so maybe tomorrow i think tomorrow we ought to get our testosterone in order and go on the estrogen trail what do you say what do you say man let's do it all right um and then we went to the uh, ottawa national wildlife refuge which is right next door to mcgee marsh slash crane creek and we went on the it's a duplex in fact it is a duplex and we went on the auto tour Mm -hmm. Now, I was thinking as the auto tour, it would be like a hook would clip onto your car, and like at the car wash, because that would be a real auto tour where you wouldn't have to do anything, It'd just be automatic, and you'd just be pulled along, and you could hang out the window and flap your arms at the birds and just enjoy yourself. But you had to drive, didn't you? I did have to drive. It didn't stop me from hanging my arms out the window and flapping. No, it did not. And uh, But I was a little put out because... I was telling Bill, really, the best way to go on a auto tour at a wildlife refuge is to really hit the trail at, what, 40, 55 miles an hour, something like that. It's the best way to see them. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah, because otherwise the birds, they just kind of hang around the sides of the road. But if you really, if you're honking your horn and driving fast, you get to see a lot more birds because they just scatter. That, that's an excellent point. And we did see a lot of birds that way. We also made some people scatter, which was really fun. Yeah, I like that. Especially if you um, if they're on the side of the road with their scope, uh, looking at some shorebird, and you zip by like that, and you have the doors open. <laughs> Whoa. That was fun. Yeah. That was fun. So that was good bird. He was surprised. Yeah. Yeah. But we saw some good birds there. We saw trumpeter swans. Doo -doo 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 -doo. We saw a loon. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. 
we saw eagles. How many eagles do you think we saw? At least four. Yeah, I would say so. Ah! And a semi-palmated plover, which I only found because of a gentleman with a scope after we picked him up. Because he, you know, we stopped after the car door hit him and helped him to his feet. And then uh, we said, who did that? Who, did you see that guy? And, you know, he thought we were his rescuers. And then he Uh showed us the semi-palmated plover. We saw Caspian terns. Hmm. And talk about your Dunlins. Those were Dunlins. They were Dunlins. Why don't you talk about them? Well, we saw hundreds of them. I didn't realize they were all Dunlins. Yep. So, you Dunlin? <laughs> now, here's some exciting news. Oh. We'll get back to the birding exploits, <clears throat> as interesting as they are, and talk more about Featherbrained. I'd like to say the exciting news is that our show is being simulcast. Really? Yes, by WCHIEF AM 1480 in Chief Point, Michigan. Now, that's in northern Michigan in Ogawowo County. And uh, so that's three thousand a county of 3,000 strong up there. And What are they known for? They are known for their fall fertility, livestock and fertility festival. Yes. They have a parade every year. And they have a famous acrobat named the Little Fellow who um, is known around the world. And they were interested in our show. And they're simulcasting it. And so right now, while we're talking, while we're speaking, it is going out on the air on WCHIEF AM 1480 Chief Point, Michigan. And the interesting thing about the way the simulcast works is that anytime you folks either stream or download the show, as you're listening to it, it switches on a relay switch. I think it's a read switch at the transmitter. And it cuts in and it broadcasts our show. Automatically? Automatically. So that they might be in the middle of, you know, playing a song by Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. And say uh, someone named Laura in uh, Champaign, Illinois, decides that she wants to hear the Featherbrain McGee Marsh show and just starts uh, streaming it. All of a sudden, Frankie Valley is just about singing Swear to God and it stops and switches over to us. Does that cause swearing in itself? It well, it it might. It absolutely might. I ha- I would like to caution people though that uh, oh. severe weather season is coming to Upper Michigan in uh, probably. Well, let's see. Chief Point is pretty far north, but I would say in the middle of July. So I would ask people to please exercise a little caution before you stream the show or listen to a podcast. Please check what the weather is going to be like in Chief Point, Michigan, because if there's a weather emergency, people might be in their basements listening to the radio, hoping for weather information, and suddenly it's this show. (laughs) So, Laura, that's especially for you. Yeah. Now, that is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of interesting, I've been promising a story about my socks. That's right. Yeah. And um, I think we have time. To tell that story. Five minutes have passed? Uh, actually, said? 11 minutes have really? passed. Yeah. So we have time for that story. And that story is it's Do pretty tell. interesting. Do tell. Well, uh, for uh, my birthday, Linda bought me some, I don't know the actual name brand, but they're gold toe socks. You've heard of those, haven't you? They're called gold toe socks. Okay. But did you know there's also some silver toe socks? I did not. Yes. I yes. did not. Yep. I don't believe it. I think it's true. I think it's the same company, gold toe socks and silver toe socks. So Is nope. there a bronze toe? I haven't seen them, but here's what happened. 
I put on, I mixed the pair up when I was folding them because Linda has so many chores to do and I have to relieve her of some of the chores. So I was folding and putting away my own socks and I mixed them up and I had, it turned out I had one gold toe sock on one foot that was on the left foot. On the right foot, I have a, had a silver toe sock. <laughs> so I was out in the barn and I stepped on a steel plate. And I turned into a storage battery. <laughs> you did? I did. You did? I turned into a storage battery. However, I am neither capable of accumulating nor releasing energy. Well, yes, it does defy the laws of physics. Well, what did you do? I mean, I, it filled me full of love. And I love. hope some of that love is coming out in this broadcast because it's my love <laughs> For the What Were You Thinking show, it's my love for all of my Featherbrain readers. Oh, of course. And for all the folks who have appeared in my book, all the many... We'll we'll do another show just talking about Featherbrain, about all the people who are in that book, because there's a big cast. There would be no Featherbrain if it weren't for all of those people. There would not. There would not. There would be a brainless. Ah. That's all it would be. Empty head. Yeah. You know, I, I was wondering, do you think with all this good material we have, I didn't even get to the uh, good food I packed for my trip. I decided that, you know, traveling is hard on the human body and that, uh, here, let me get over here. and uh, Where are you going? You know, uh, the food I brought on this trip, so I can eat a little, eat a little healthy on this trip. Now, yeah, let's see what we got here in the bag. We got, first of all, windmill cookies. Oh, well. And, if that ain't enough, jelly beans. Let me see those jelly beans. I want to see what the one I had this afternoon was that was a green color. I think it might be supposed to have been kiwi. There's a lot, no, what people don't, people can't see what I'm doing right now, can they? Because oh, this is not video. No, it is not video. Oh, oh forget it then. That's yeah. the end of my story. Yeah. But anyway, so we'll see. Tomorrow we're going to go back to McGee Marsh and hope that it's not raining and cold and freezing. And we're going to do a little more birding. And I don't know, do you think we have enough material for a part two of a podcast, considering we barely even filled the second half of this podcast? I think if we, if I think the fact that we have pretty much filled up this part bodes well for tomorrow, no matter what. Because we're empty now. Exactly. We're totally empty. Exactly. So we're going to leave you on that empty note. And uh, thank I you. I have a feeling of emptiness. I know that. Yes, I do too. So thank you for listening to Pet. Life Radio. Thank you to listening to it either as a podcast or on WCHIEF AM 1480, Chief Point, Michigan. All our friends say a big hearty fertility festival. Hello to everyone in Ogawowo County, Northern Michigan. Thanks to our producer, Mark Winter. Always. And you can email me at bob at petliferadio.com. Please, please go to bobtart.com. And look up lots of information. We didn't talk about the tons of photos. And just all the fun on my website. All the fun that's associated with Featherbrain. There's probably not as much fun on the website as there has been today on this Enduring Our Podcast. Well, we don't want people to just split their sides open laughing. Unless, I don't know, there's some kind of medical attention nearby. Absolutely. Okay, so, bye. (laughs) Thinking about buying a monkey? 
How about a ferret or a skunk? Then check out the show that will answer the burning questions, where do you get them? What do you feed them? How do you take care of them? And most of all, what were you thinking? With exotic pet expert and author Bob Tart, every week on demand from PetLifeRadio.com.